welcome back. I know it's been a long, long hiatus. Uh, this this thing, we it may be the most aggravating of all hiatuses that we've had over the last uh, year or two or year and a half, but we're back. Yes, it's the SOBs. Dwayne Price, myself, Eddie Sefko, we are the senior old boys, and we are back for our what will be a far more regular podcast coming up in the next uh, days and weeks and months than it has been in the past days and weeks and months. And and we are, Dwayne, I don't know about you, but I'm beyond honored to have a J-O-B, a junior old boys joining us in Bobby Corrala. How are you doing, Bobby? Oh, wow. I'm great, Eddie. Uh, first off, is the plural of hiatus hiatuses or is it hiati? Oh. That's exactly the kind of stuff we expect out of a junior old boy who, yeah, on some. I'm just just asking some questions. I'm just asking some questions. And then uh, I'm not sure how much longer I qualify as a junior old boy because I turned 30 a couple weeks ago. So I'm just, I'm I'm getting up there. (laughs) You old as hell. What are you talking about? I ain't no junior anymore. (laughs) Wayne, do you think we should should just uh, kick him off the, the podcast right now? Yeah, exactly. I'm a junior old boy. Come on, dude. You're 30. I got I got married at 29. I can't I'm an old man. I'm I'm up there with you guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's it's actually a quick quick little story. I was really struggling to think of a place that I wanted to go on my birthday uh cuz I, I was like I went out to on my actual birthday with my mom and my dad and my sister. But the weekend before, I wanted to go out with some friends. And I was really struggling to think of where I wanted to go. And I think that it was, it's pretty telling about how old I am on the inside because the place I wanted to go more than any other was Luby's, but Luby's is closed. And I was like, man, like I've never, first off, I'm really sad. Second off, how old am I for wanting to go to Luby's on my birthday? Of all places. Yeah. Yeah. Something wrong with you, man. You got issues. Dude, that baked fish though. You might want to get checked out for all that. I don't know. <laughs> I got a doctor you can see. <laughs> well, Dwayne knows all about doctors. We know that. So. I got oh uh, yeah. I love him. <laughs> all right. Let's 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 get organized here. Uh, the playoffs are upon us. The Mavericks uh, avoided the dreaded play in scenario, so they didn't have to worry about that. Uh, first round against the uh, hated uh, Los Angeles Clippers. No, uh, you know, familiarity breeds contempt, of course. And they saw the Clippers last year in the first round of the playoffs. Let's not bury the lead here, boys. Let's let's get right to it and say uh, uh, each of us. Uh, Dwayne, we'll start with you. Give me your absolute drop dead key that the Mavericks have to have happen to win this series and get out into the second round. They got to be physical from the opening tip until the final whistle blow every game. Got to be in aggressive mode. Got to have a strong mentality. You got to hit first because if you don't hit first, the Clippers are going to hit you. They're going to dummy up the game and all that. So you go out there and dummy up the game because that's exactly what they're going to do because that's the only way they're going to beat you. They got, they're trying to get in your head and, and throw a Luka off his game and, and KP off his game. Well, you do the same thing to Kawhi and, and Paul George. It, it won't take much to do it to Paul George to get him off his game because it's the playoff time that we already know how he performs in the playoff. But that's my key to the game. They also got to contain Zubak. 
Zuba, Paul George and, and Kawhi Leonard, they're going to get their points because they're going to take a lot of shots. You can't let Zubak dominate the boys and get a lot of points. So that those are my keys to the game. Wow. Yeah. Some of the uh, kinder, gentler Dwayne Price. That's nowhere to be found. Uh, he says, get mean, get tough, be physical. And uh, we'll get we'll get back to Paul playoff P as they say uh, shortly here. But uh, uh, Bobby, what what about you? What's your what's your uh, formula for success for our Mavericks? I'm with you, Dwayne, on Zubats. You got to try and corral him, contain him a little bit, especially on the offensive glass, because that guy can just scoop up all sorts of second chances, which is really important because the Clippers shoot a ton of threes and they shoot them very well. They had one of the best three-point shooting seasons in NBA history this year. Uh, they shot better than 41% from three for the season. Gentlemen, 41%. The Mavs were 36%. So just think about that. Uh, that's a huge gap. What you don't want to have happen is have the Clippers knock in 40% of their threes, and then on half the ones they miss, Zubats is getting them a second chance at the at the apple, you know? So you, you want to... You've got to limit them to one shot, and that means boxing out Zubats with one or two guys. And I'm really curious if – because L.A., for the most part, plays kind of small. They have one big, and then they'll usually put Marcus Morris at the four. I wonder if Dallas stays with the big lineup to help their rebounding chances against Zubats or if they go small with KP at the five and then like Dorian Finney-Smith at the four, but then a lot of pressures on KP and Luka to get in there and get those rebounds. So. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what direction they go. But that's kind of the two things for me on, on defense is limit them to one shot and try and do what you can to make life tough on those three-point shooters because you don't want like Marcus Morris, Pat Beverly, heck, even Rondo, DeMarcus Cousins, Reggie Jackson, all these guys to get a bunch of open looks because you're too worried about what Kawhi and Paul George are doing. And the other thing they don't have to worry about is Montrez Harrell no longer plays for the Clippers. He killed the Mavericks a lot in the playoffs last year. He's playing for the Lakers now. And they don't have to play, worry about uh, Lou Williams anymore. So I think this is an, an advantage for the Mavericks because if Zubak is out there, you can play Bobon because Zubak is not shooting three-point uh, shots. He, he's, he's around the basket. I think Bobon can get somewhere between 12 and 18 minutes a game if need be. Well, I, I, all very valid points. Good job, gentlemen. And I will add this. First of all, Bobby, you are dead on with the three-point shooting. 41, a little bit, a fraction over 41% for the Clippers. Nobody else, not even the, the vaunted Brooklyn Nets, shot better than 39.2% as a team. That's two percentage points over the course of a season higher than anybody else. Do, do we realize how huge that is? That's a massive, uh, you, that, that's lapping the field right there. Uh, so yes, you gotta, you gotta watch the three point shooters and they can all shoot them. I mean, you mentioned Reggie Jackson. He's awesome from three point range. Oh, they, all these guys are going to be firing them up. So my biggest key is actually a three headed key. First of all, and we haven't even mentioned him yet, but I think Luka Doncic has to be not just the best player on the court, but by far the best player on the court. And I think he can do that. I think his arrow is pointed so much further upward than anybody on the on the Clippers. Uh, I mean, we have yet to see the best from Luka Doncic, and we might in the next two weeks in this series. Uh, and and we have seen, you got to figure, the best from Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Uh, so if Luka can come through and have just a 
drop dead knockout series where he hits it, hits it uh, uh, from start to finish. I think the Mavericks uh, are ahead of the game. And then you mentioned the shooting. They got to have Tim Hardaway come up with a big series. I mean, he's got to be making, he's got to be on a hot streak, you know, and, and then, uh, and then it goes down to, to, to Jalen Brunson. Cause I think he's going to see a lot of uh, Ray John Rondo. And yes, the Clippers don't have Lou Williams and they don't have Montrez Harold, but we all know playoff Rondo is pretty darn tough. He can, wow. he can take over a series. So a lot's to look at in this series, but if, if, if you want me to pin down one thing, give the ball to the, to the, to, to the superstar, let Luca go to work, let him be the best player on the court by a long ways. Well, but, Eddie, I hope that Rondo is just as good for the Clippers on this series as he was for the Mavs in 2015. My, <laughs> my, my point is exactly. I mean, uh, I think we're giving this guy a little bit too critic. I mean, when they play off Rondo or lead a team to the NBA title, I think the Lakers won it last year because of LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Now, if playoff Rondo can get the Clippers past the second round of the playoffs, which they've never been in the history of the franchise, if he can do that, I give him some credit. I'm not going to give him credit for what the Lakers did last year when they had two, two of the five greatest players in the history of the game, uh, or two of the greatest players in the history of the game in LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Those guys led the Lakers to the title, not playoff Rondo. Well, okay, y- yes, I'll give you that. Who has more than 100 games of playoff experience on that team? It's not just Kawhi Leonard. It's Rajon Rondo. This guy knows how to win in the playoffs, and he went. He's won more than sixty uh, percent of those games. That's huge in the playoffs. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm. Listen, can he, can he implode a little bit when things don't go well? Yes, absolutely. But man, when he gets it going, if if you let him just have a little bit of confidence and a little bit of, uh, oh well, we're we're gonna put all our emphasis somewhere else and let Rondo get his, he'll, he'll find ways to beat you. I mean, I just think he, he's a he's a tough competitor in the playoffs. And, uh, yes, it helps when you partner well and you have Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce or you have LeBron James. Yes, uh, I, I agree with you, Dwayne, but don't go well, to sleep. Well, don't go, don't well, go to sleep on this guy. Well, I'm going to go to sleep on him because when the Myers needed him the most in that first-round playoff series against Houston, what happened? They ended up sending him home because playoff run, no, he didn't want to play anymore. He didn't want to follow the rules and all that, so they had to send him home. So that was his chance to say, hey, Dwayne Price, I'm a playoff guy. I can do this. I can lead a team to victory in the playoff. What did he do? Nothing. Hey, Bobby, who wins the next four game between Rajon Rondo and Dwayne Price? Oh, uh, I mean, I wouldn't bet against Rondo in anything. But hey, Dwayne could probably write a better game recap than Rondo, <laughs> I would guess. So that's that's the one thing. Um, how much do you think he's actually going to play, though? Because since Pat Bev came back for them, I mean, Beverly is, you know, an insane defender, trash talker, all that stuff. Reggie Jackson is the best shooter of those three. Uh, really, really good three-point shooter. This season, he's like 43 44%. He's having an awesome season. And then Rondo kind of does the cerebral sort of basketball uh, whatever, uh, basketball genius stuff. Like, you don't want all three of those guys on the court at the same time. You don't really even want two of those guys on the court at the same time because then you're really small and the Mavs play really big. So, like, how does that 
point guard pecking order rotation shake out in your mind? Well, I, I do think uh, Beverly is their, their their guy, but beyond that, I mean, when when I could see the I could see Ty Luke saying, okay, when Brunson comes in, we're going to stick our Wiley veteran out there and and let him let the let the little and, and remember uh Jalen Brunson is a playoff rookie I mean he didn't play last year uh because of the uh, shoulder injury now he's going to get his first taste and by the way he's got terrific postseason credentials that just happened to be all in college when he won two championships at Villanova still uh he's going to be a playoff rookie I could see Ty Lue saying all right let's see how you handle a, a guy who's going to get in your grill and 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 make you uh, do things that maybe you don't want to do. And I think Jalen Brunson, we can't deny him. I think you'd all agree he's been terrific this year. How much money has he made himself uh, in the future uh, by the way he's played this year? Yeah, I, I'm not worried about Jalen Brunson uh, and what he's going to be able to do against any of the Clippers uh, guards. Because like you said, this guy is, you know, he's performed on the biggest stage. Granted, it was in college, won two national titles, in a three-year span when he was the best, not only the best player on that team, but the best player in college basketball at that time. He knows how to play. Yeah, he hadn't done it in the, in the NBA yet, but I think he, I'm not worried about him. I'm, I'm more concerned about uh, Porzingis because, he, you know, he hadn't been completely healthy. You know, he's played the last three games, and hopefully he's completely healthy right now. He didn't make it through the series last year against the, against the Clippers, missed the last three games in the playoffs. So, uh I'm more concerned about him being able to stay on the court. If he can stay on the court, I give the Mavericks a, a very good chance of winning this series. I'm glad you brought that up, Dwayne, because uh, sometimes these these series come down to uh, not necessarily the superstars, although I think this one will. But uh, if if Kawhi Leonard and and Luka Doncic do what they do and and uh, kind of cancel each other out, it'll it may come down to. Porzingis against Paul George or uh, the, uh, the the Zubats, Marcus Morris coupling against uh, Maxi Cleaver and, and, and Tim Hardaway Jr. We don't, we, you know, it could be any of those guys. But my point is, are you comfortable if Kristaps Porzingis has to be, take on a bigger load in this series? Uh, you know, do we have faith that he's going to be able to stay on the court, first of all, and that he can handle uh, matching up, not necessarily guarding or any of that, but matching uh, point for point, rebound for rebound with Paul George, who admittedly had a uh, very iffy postseason last year. Well, I put it to you this way. Uh, the game that uh, Persingas got hurt in, game three last year, he, he had 34 and 34 and 13. That same game, Paul George had 11 and 9. So, uh, like I say, all Persingas, if he can just stay healthy, the Mavericks got a good chance. Well, they will win this series if we can stay healthy. I mean, because here, here's the thing that, that that bothers me about the Clippers. I mean, you you had a chance to be a three seed. You're getting ready to play the Houston Rockets and Oklahoma City Thunder, who are headed to the lottery. And what do you do? You sit most of your, your, your regular players and lose those two games so you can avoid playing Portland. And possibly the Lakers, because at that time we didn't know if the Lakers were going to be a six or a seven seed. So you can play the Mavericks. So uh, that tells me a lot about that team right there. And 
I'm, I'm just going to be interested to see. They wanted Dallas. They wanted to play Dallas. They didn't want no parts of Portland. And obviously, they didn't want any part of the Lakers. So it's going to be interesting to see how all this worked out in the Clippers' favor because they wanted the Mavericks more than anybody. Yeah, I mean, they have a lot of guys that can guard Luka, but I don't think they have anybody that can guard KP. Um, I mean, Serge Ibaka has the length, maybe not the quickness at this point in his career, and they want him around the or around the rim, obviously. Same with Zubats. Marcus Morris maybe has, like, the strength to bother KP in the post, but he does not have the size to contest his shots from the perimeter. I mean, I, I don't think that they have really any easy way to slow KP down. So if KP gets it going, like, he could kind of be a runaway freight train in the series. And he was playing great against them last year before uh, he got injured and before he got questionably ejected from game one. That's the friendliest way that I can put it. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I think that he could have a great series. And, you know, I think the Clippers maybe look at a guy like Luca and say, okay, well, we have Kawhi, we got Paul George, we got Beverly, we even got Rondo, we got Nick Batum, Marcus Morris. Like, we have all these options to defend Luca to change it up, always keep him kind of on, on his toes. But they don't have anybody, like I said, to guard KP. And I'm really curious to see how they guard Jalen Brunson because last year, outside of Luca. Trey Burke maybe had the best series against the Clippers for the Mavs. You know, Seth Curry was pretty good. Uh, Boban had his moments. KP was good before he got hurt. But, you know, if you pay too much attention to Luka, then Burke and Brunson and the other guards, Tim Hardaway Jr. maybe, can really kind of feast on all the extra room. Uh, and that's even without KP. Hey, Bobby. I'm really curious to see, like, you know, Luka's obviously going to have the ball a lot, but you could kind of – just use them as a decoy and play like four on three for a lot of possessions. And I think that the other guys on this team could really, really make them pay. Bobby, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, they don't own any part of Luka. They just call it what it is. They're not trying to guard Luka for 48 minutes. They're not doing it because they're going to get in foul trouble. You can't guard Luka, and they know that. And Luka going to get 30, 8, and 8 anyway. So why are they wasting their time trying to defend a guy they can't defend? They're going to put somebody else on him. We know how this works. That's why Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time. He guarded your best perimeter player, and then he went out there and still busted you, busted you for 35 points. They don't want no part of Luka. Watch the game. Shots fired. Shots fired, Dwayne. I love Go it. Getting zesty. Year's game. You know when they want to guard Luka? In the fourth quarter. That's when they want to guard him. They don't want to guard him those first three. They want to guard him in the fourth quarter. Watch the game. You ain't got to believe me. Well, uh, I will just go back to the this tiniest of words that, that I think the whole thing hinges on is if, and that's if KP can stay on the court. Uh, let's be frank. I mean, he's got to prove it. Hasn't been able to do so uh, not only this regular season, but last year in the, in the first round. I mean, it, uh, and it's not, you know, maybe it's all coincidental, but it, the facts are the facts. He's missed a lot of time. So let's uh, let's uh, see him stay on the court. And Dwayne, I, I think, and Bobby especially, I think you're right. If he is on the court and can stay healthy and is uh, at, as close as anybody can be to 100% at this time of year when nobody's 100%, then yes, you're right. The, the Clippers have a, a matchup problem there. And that was clear in the first three games last year in the playoffs. Yeah, because the game that Luka won, game four, 
I mean, KP didn't play that game, and the Mavericks still won that game. And, you know, so if KP's gone and you're the Clippers, okay, we got one guard, one guy to guard. And what did Luka do? 43, 17, and 13, and the game-winning shot, three-pointer at the buzzer in overtime. Come on. Back well, the flip side of that, Dwayne, is that they needed 40 and, and 17 and, and, and a miracle shot at the buzzer to win. But he can uh, do that. You know, so that, that was – you know, you can turn that thing around real easily. So, but he uh, can do that. That's what I'm saying. That's what Luca does. That that's his thing: hitting miracle shots at the buzzer. That's what he does, and you can't stop it. Well, that's my the flip side. The flip side of the health stuff for the Mavs, and especially for KP. Apparently, I mean, I I don't know. Like fans are always cryptic when they talk about stuff, but Paul George and Kawhi have been playing through injury for a while now too. And so, like you said, Eddie, not really anyone is at 100%. But, I mean, if Kawhi is, like, last year, you know, like, sure, Luka needed to score 40 points for the Mavs to win a game. Kawhi needed to score, like, 35 points for the Clippers to win those games. And so if those guys aren't 100%, if they're 90% as, they good, or 90% as good as they were or 80% as good as they were, then that's a huge step back for the Clippers as well. You know, because, like, like Dwayne said, you know, with no Harold, no Lou Williams, all these guys, like, they have maybe less depth, less reliable depth that can create shots on their own. So if Kawhi is limited in any way relative to the player he was last year, then this series becomes a lot more difficult for the Clippers too. But that could just be like, that could just be nonsense. I'm just talking about, uh, I'm, I'm just sharing with you guys what's what the, the forum boards are buzzing about. The Clippers won game one last year. Kawhi got 29, 12, and 6. The Clippers won game three. Kawhi got 36, 9, and 8. Clippers won game 5. Kawhi got 32 and 7. And the Clippers won game 6. And Kawhi got 33, 14, and 7. Not Enough bad. Said. Enough said. Not yeah, bad. That's pretty much what he averaged for the uh, for the series, too, all those things. So right. I'm just uh, saying he has to do that for them to win, is what I'm saying. I hate to say it, but we got more important things to talk about than, than Kawhi Leonard. First of all, Dwayne has some breaking news about great food in Deep Ellum. And I want, <laughs> big. I want to this hear big. exactly what happened. Yes, you know, when you uh, when you made, found out, you'd have thought that uh, that somebody sent Dwayne a shipment of gold bars or something. But Dwayne, <laughs> Man, I, I, I found out the Mavericks go to go to Memphis twice a year. I go there one time. You always got to go to Gus's Fried Chicken. There is a Gus's Fried Chicken in Deep Ellum in Dallas. And I just found out about it this week. And I went there yesterday. I almost passed out when I ate the chicken. It was unbelievable. Priscilla, you guys doing a good job over there. She's the, I think, assistant general manager. And uh, the, the place is magnificent. I was sitting, it opened up at 11 o'clock. I'm sitting in the parking lot at 10.50, waiting on it to open. I said, man, if this is as good as it is in Memphis, I'm going to be here at least once a week, and it was just as good as the chicken in Memphis. So you got to go by there. Gus's Fried Chicken is on on Commerce, on the corner of Malcolm X and Commerce in Deep Ellum. This is a really important question, Dwayne. Really, really important follow-up for you. Yes. Um, Because you took it home, right? I took it home, yes. Okay, so this this is very important when it comes to fried chicken, especially of all foods. How did it travel? What, what state was it in whenever you got home? Was it still crispy? Was it still warm? Did you have to heat it up in the oven? What did you do with it? 
Well, I didn't eat it right then and there because I had some work to do because I came home. I had to get on a Zoom with the uh, or the Maris had a Zoom. So I had to warm it up in the uh, in the microwave. And all of that, my wife got home later on that night and she had her, her stab at it. She's never had it before. And my wife is a big time food critic. She absolutely loved it. She was just just singing my praises. How did you find this place and all that? It's the best. It, now, in other words, I put it to this way. The only other fried chicken that I've eaten in my entire life that was better was my mom's fried chicken. Oh, so wow. I can't wow. give it a higher praise than that. My mom. Oh, this is really good. Yeah, my mom is a professional cook, so. Wow. <laughs> can, I make a, can I make a fried chicken recommendation as well? Yeah. Um, Just real quick? Yeah. If you're comparing something to mom's anything, it must be good. And, and you know, I'm glad to hear that because, you know, a lot of times, when a franchise or, or, a, or a single place opens up a, a satellite location like this, sometimes it's not as good. I mean, like the hard aid barbecues here in Dallas aren't near as good as the one down in Stephenville, the original. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but, but, you know, the, this, it's good to know that, that they're re replicating it uh, a, a, to a point where if Dwayne Price says it's great fried chicken, I think we all have to respect that. I'll be back there again Friday. And Eddie, Wayne, can, Eddie, I Eddie. can I give you a homework assignment? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so you might have been to this place. Eddie, you might have been to this place too, but I never knew it existed until basically the pandemic, like sometime in the last six months or so. It's this mm -hmm. place called Hall's Fried Chicken. It's right on 35 in Medical District. Oh, my gosh. Like, right. it's different than Gus's. It's not, like, spicy. Mm -hmm. They do their chicken. It's, like, honey, honey fried, so it's a little sweeter. But holy cow, is it freaking good. It's really, really, really dang good. So I'm curious if you guys have ever been there. And if not, I definitely recommend it. No, I hadn't heard of that one. Okay. No, All, I All I know okay. is I'm going to have to go through downtown and pick up uh, some some fried chicken here later today because I've got a road trip I have to make. So uh, after we get done working and, and, and the Zoom calls and all that, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it just on Dwayne's recommendation. Right. It better, it better be good. It's hey, good, Eddie. You know, you know how I bring food to the game, right? If, if yeah. I don't have, if I don't have that cedar plank uh, salmon, I'm, I'm gonna have that uh, Gus's fried chicken in the next home game, game three. All right, bring me an extra piece. <laughs> uh, okay, so you know, as, as, although I'd rather talk food the rest of the podcast, let's go back to the to the uh, first round of the playoffs. Uh, is there another? Uh, matchup in the first round or potential matchup with the play-in still going uh, that that has your uh, juices flowing, Bobby? Um, I don't really care about the East, to be honest, until the second round. Obviously, the Lakers-Warriors, you know, I'm really looking forward to that game. Uh, really, really looking forward to watching that game tonight. I think um, if the Lakers play the Jazz, that'll be really, really interesting to me. Because the Jazz are, in my opinion, they're the best team, at least in the West. But they might be the best team in the NBA. And I have to play, uh, have to play LeBron in round one pretty tough, especially with Donovan Mitchell still out. I'm, I don't know if he's going to be ready for game one or not. And so if the Jazz are kind of shorthanded, especially because that would be the 1-8, the Mavs, of course, are in the 4-5, so you're doing a little scouting for the next round because we all know the Mavs are going to win the series, right? But... Uh, <laughs> That, that'll be a really, really interesting series. And if the Lakers play the Suns, I might even pick the Lakers. So wherever the Lakers end up, I'm really curious to see 
how those top two teams handle it. Um, and also another thing too, the Jazz are allowing. You know, I think, think like Bob, I think for the first time in history of the NBA that the one one and two can you can you yeah. I think for the first time in history of the NBA, the one and two seed going down in the West. Oh wow! I, I don't I don't care if, if the Lakers playing the Suns or the Jazz, or if the Warriors are playing the Suns or the Jazz. I think the Warriors and the Lakers are going to win their first round series. That's wow. never happened to my knowledge. The one and two seed went down in the first playoff, and well, it never happened. Yeah, because it took a minute for the for the one to be I mean, for the eight to beat the one. Yeah, unfortunately, while before that happened, so yeah. now they never gone down in the first in, in the same in the same season. It's, it's going it to happen. Is, That's my bet. It's going to happen. It is remarkable, uh, guys. That I mean, let, let's not shortchange Phoenix and Utah. Great seasons, great regular seasons. They they did all the things they were supposed to do. And by the way, your reward is you're going to see lebron or steph curry in the first <laughs> round of the playoffs nice 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 I, I will say this i think you're missing the boat on this i think portland denver is going to be a knockdown drag out i mean i just think that 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 series has a chance to uh be you know just absolutely un too tough to call i mean i love denver's team i loved them a lot more before jamal murray went down but right. uh, that's uh, helped Michael Porter Jr. come even more out of his whatever. He wasn't really in a shell, but he's he's even better now. So uh, and of course Dame and 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 Nurkic and and CJ McCollum. I mean, that's got some real star power and a lot of real riveting personalities and players. And of course the Joker is is the Joker. So. Uh, that that's my my series to watch. I'm gonna watch every second of that that I can. Oh, I don't know. In my opinion, you better uh, you better soak it up while you can because I think Denver just absolutely walks all over Portland. I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to put that take out there. Denver in five. What? Okay, uh, we're gonna have to bet a three piece Gus's fried chicken dinner on that one, uh, Bobby. Portland's <laughs> not gonna lose that series. I mean, Jamal Murray is there. Yeah, they. I think Denver probably wins the series. Uh, I just think Portland's got too much going for them right now. Uh, I, I You're really picking do. Portland to win the whole series? Yeah, over Denver, yeah, of course. Oh, my gosh. I'll happily bet a three-piece Gus's on that, Dwayne. I, um, I can I can already taste the chicken. My mouth is watering. <laughs> Priscilla, that, here we come. <laughs> does Gus's have a six-piece? Uh, no, they uh, got we can put two three-pieces together and call it a six-piece. They got an eight. You can buy eight, eight uh, like a, a family dinner of eight. You can do that. Got that? Well, I've been I've been known to eat a family dinner by myself, so yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> I bought eleven pieces yesterday. <laughs> speaking of the uh, the play-in uh, tournament that is uh, ongoing as as we podcast here, what do you guys think? Uh, I mean, I I personally believe that Golden State and the Lakers are going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be seven and eight. It's just a matter of who's seven and who's eight. Uh, that doesn't take away from the fact that their seven, eight game uh, Wednesday, uh, Wednesday night ought to be must see TV. Uh, yeah. But how, how do you, how do you see this thing going on? And, and also it's kind of intriguing Indiana and Washington on, on Thursday night. How, you know, that's a, that's going to be, I mean, the Indiana looked great. 
Washington bombed against uh, Boston, but you know those are two pretty good games. I, I didn't like uh, uh, Westbrook's body language, even though you know he put up some de- decent numbers. There's just something going on there, and I don't think Bradley Bill is completely healthy, so I, I think the Pacers are going to win that game. And uh, obviously the Lakers and and, and Golden State. I'm, I'm picking uh, Golden State in that game. I don't think LeBron and Anthony Davis are completely healthy. And LeBron even said he don't think he'll be 100% again. Then again, I don't think anybody on the earth is 100%. You know, we really want to go that deep. But uh, I think the Warriors are going to win that series. That's some depressing stuff, Dwayne, but you're probably not just, wrong. Just yeah. so you know, we're all day-to-day. But Bobby, what do you, <laughs> how do you see the, uh, the play-in, uh, what's left of the play-in games? Uh, I'm with you, Dwayne. I don't know what's going on with Washington. Frankly, I thought they'd destroy the Celtics because the Celtics are more banged up than the Wizards are. But um, I guess if Beal is going through it, you know, if he's not 100%, he's such an important part of what they do. And that's a team that kind of has to win with offense. Um, I I don't know that they have anybody on the roster that can make them out of Sabonis, like break a sweat. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Pacers win it. And then out West... Lakers versus Warriors, you know, I I don't know if there's ever been a team that is so singularly reliant on one guy like the Warriors are with Steph, but no one can stop him anyway. And so I, I, I don't know how the, the Lakers can make it tough. Kind of their whole thing is like they want to keep you out of the paint. They had so many big guys, Drummond and Davis and, you know, uh, Marcus Saul off the bench. They have all these guys that are going to just brute force strength you out of the paint. Steph doesn't care. He's going to pull up from 40. So uh, I don't know. It it wouldn't surprise me if the Warriors win, but I would be very, very, very surprised if the loser of that game isn't still the eight seed. So I'm almost like, you know, the stakes feel almost kind of low because uh, (laughs) I I just can't imagine a playoff without both Steph and LeBron or without even either one of them. And so I feel like, you know, the winner is still, the loser will still find its way in. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors win, but I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to pick the Lakers. Uh, I'm going to pick the Lakers in the game. Yeah. One more thing. One more thing before you, before you take off. Uh, don't be surprised if Memphis comes out of this as the AC. Memphis got a very good team. This, they got to watch, the NBA got to watch out for these guys going forward. They got some good young players who can play. And, you know, they playing with house money. It wouldn't shock me at all if the, if the Grizzlies end up being an eight seed. Dwayne, I'm not even sure the Grizzlies can beat San Antonio. You don't think so? I mean, it's, it's uh, uh, you, 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 we've all doubted pop in the past, and we usually end up looking bad. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, I'm, I'm actually kind of intrigued by that game. I, I agree with, with, with Bobby that. Uh, whoever wins that game is going to get smashed in the in the uh, in the winner go home uh, game for the for the eighth seed in the West. Uh, no matter whether they're playing the Lakers or the Warriors, uh, uh, but still, I, I, this this whole thing that the NBA has done has worked. I mean, why else are people talking about it? Well, the the playing games are are fun, even if they haven't been or they weren't competitive. Uh, in the East uh, on the first night, I just think it's 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 been a it's been a good thing for the league and and you know, like Popovich said, I asked him the question about 
a month ago when, when they had the last meeting with the Mavericks. I said, well, you know, what's your opinion on it? He said, I have no opinion. It's, the, the league does what it does, and we all just go along for the ride, and whatever happens, we, we got to adjust to it. And I, and that's players and coaches and teams will do that. So um, I think it's I think it's fun. And uh, Dwayne, Dwayne, I I, want to tell you something. Uh, You have been podcaster of the day today because you have been on point and and really, you know, uh, congratulations. You get the mythical title for this this podcast's (laughs) MVP. Uh, And 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 for that, I'm going to let you have some closing comments first and then we'll go to Bobby. But but what what are you looking for in the next, uh, you know, the next uh, week by then we'll have two games of, of each playoff series uh, under our belts what do you what you give us your crystal ball what's going to happen well i want i want there to be games every day you know because when there was not an nba game this past monday if, if i'm correct i think that was the first time since the season started that there was not a game did they have another day when they didn't nobody played and it just I didn't know what to do with myself. I mean, because this season had just been so riveting. I come home every night and it's like, who's on tonight? You know, I got to watch somebody. So I'm just looking for a lot of excitement. I think this is the best time of the season for any, not just basketball fan, but but for a sports fan, because you got a lot of great matchups in the East and in the West. And, you know, there's, there's drama behind what a, the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets can do it in on the East, you know, with, with a uh, I almost said Kawhi Leonard, KD, all these K's around with with KD, Kyrie, and James Harden, and then there's the Lakers trying to repeat as champs with, with LeBron and Anthony Davis, and the Mavericks trying to win their first playoff series since 2011. There's a lot of stuff going on, so I'm looking forward to if the referees is just gonna let them play. If they let them play and let the games get physical, and the Mavericks go out there and get physical with the Clippers. I think they can win that series. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to seeing what Milwaukee's going to do because you got the two-time defending most valuable player and, and the Greek freak. And, and if they can get out and get to the conference finals or to get to the NBA finals, I'm looking forward to see if that can happen because he just signed a long-term contract last summer to stay in Milwaukee for another four or five years. So uh, so that's what I'm mostly looking forward to. Those huge, huge match- matchups is going to keep me glued to my TV set for two, watching two or three games a night. I, I can't wait. I got my water right here, Eddie. I'm waiting. Well, <laughs> first of all, first of all, Bobby, uh, uh, for our next podcast next week, let's let's make sure we get uh, Mrs. Dwayne Price on to get her take on all of this. With because uh, uh, if he had a night off and uh, couldn't figure out what to do, we we we, we Dwayne may have. Uh, so uh, I'll just say that. Uh, Bobby, what, what, what do you think? Uh, uh, give us a, give us a walk away here. Well, gentlemen, this season, really more than any other, I haven't been around, you know, as long as you guys, I wasn't around for the lockout season in 2012 or in 1999, but this season, just with the, the uncertainty of it all and the stops and the starts and the delays, the postponements, the cancellations, the, the abrupt schedule release, uh, cramming 72 games into about four and a half months, like. This season has been just one massive grind for us, for all team employees, everyone at the NBA, all the players, the coaches, all the testing, the travel restrictions, can't go out of your hotel room. Like the whole thing, it just like, 
it just feels like at times it was oscillating between like I love the fact that there's so much basketball and I hate the fact that there's so much basketball and it feels like it's never going to end. Like it's been joyful. It's been joyless. It's been exhilarating. It's been like dreadful. Um, a lot of times stars have been out. There's been times when it doesn't look like teams want to play. Uh, they'd rather be anywhere else than the basketball court, but it's over now. Like we've made it to the fun part. We've made it to the time when if you're healthy, you're going to play. We've made it to the time where you might get two whole days off in between games. Uh, you might be able to rest. Like you might be able to like get some sleep. We can step out of our hotel rooms now and like go explore the city a little bit. If you, if you've gotten the shots. So it's almost like back to normal. There's going to be fans. There's going to be like some energy in the building. Uh, I don't. It just it just feels like a, a totally new season, and I guess the playoffs always kind of do. But this year, more than ever, um, you know, easing restrictions, more fans, more time off, no more back to backs. Thank God. I really think the NBA needs to just get rid of those altogether. But there's no more back to backs in the playoffs. Um, it just feels, it feels like we're actually going to see some real basketball now. Um, you know, no more tricks, no more smoke and mirrors, no more load management. Like this is the real stuff. So I'm super happy that the season is over. I could not wait for it to end. <laughs> Even at game 72, I was like, please, God, just bench the starters. Just get out of here alive. <laughs> but now we're to the part where it's really, really fun. So I'm just very, very excited. Um, this year was not easy for anybody. You guys, least of all, right in previews till 2 a.m. and recaps until 2 a.m. every night and all that stuff. But um yeah, I'm happy that we all made it through it in one piece, and I'm really excited for the actual season to begin. Yeah, uh, first of all, a big a, a big applause for the NBA to, to, to pull this thing off uh, with relatively few hiccups. Uh, there were a few games that had to be postponed, but they ended up playing all 72. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's a minor uh, miracle in, in and of itself. And now we, we get treated to a uh, playoffs. Let's all hope this goes off without any uh, without any complications. Uh, hopefully everybody's got their shots and there's no more COVID com- COVID uh, rearing its ugly head, uh, costing players games or, or key players having to be out. And then you know what? Let's get these Mavericks to the second round. I mean, it's 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 not that hard. The Clippers are good. Clippers can shoot the ball better than anybody else. You know what? Deal with it. Figure out a way. Uh, I, I am, uh, as you guys know, a, a pretty pretty big Rick Carlisle fan. I think he's going to find ways to make life harder on the Clippers shooters. And the Clippers aren't making those three-pointers. They shoot a lot of them. They make a lot of them. So if they're not shooting them at, at quite the same high rate, if their percentage is down around – 36, 37% in the playoffs instead of 41% like it was all season. The Mavericks are going to win this series. So that's where uh, what's, that's where I'm coming from. And uh, like you guys said, let's enjoy it because it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, any other parting words from either of you? I got faith in my man, Jamal Moses, the Mavericks defensive coordinator. We already know, like you said, the Clippers shoot 41% from three-point range. You you got to know you got a defense set up for that. Now it's the time of the year you you just you you only got to hone in on one team, and you already know what that one team like to do: shoot three pointers. So they're not gonna let them just shoot out there and shoot forty one percent. It's just not gonna happen. 
So the question is, what is plan B for the Clippers? Because you're not shooting 41 in this series. That's just not going to happen from three-point range. That's not going to happen. And like I say, if KP can stay healthy, and we see that same KP we saw in the bubble last year, not not only in the playoff series against the Clippers before he got hurt, but just the bubble period. Oh, Mavericks going to the second round. That's a given because they can't stop Luka. They don't want any parts of Luka. That's why he's stepping on his ankle and all that other stuff, hitting him upside the head because they can't stop him. Okay. Yeah. shooters, man. Close out, make him put the ball on the floor. Dorian Finney-Smith, you better wear some armor in this series because you're going to catch more Kawhi elbows per 36 minutes than anybody else in the NBA. So just be ready to take some punishment. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's not easy, but the game plan is simple. Close out on the shooters, get rebounds, make life tough on Kawhi, push the ball, score. I mean, let's go, you know. Let's play some freaking basketball, boys. There you go. I'm ready. Yeah. I got my water. And with that, we'll also – let's have some freaking podcasts. We're going to do it again next week uh, after games one and two. And uh, we're going to be regulars on your uh, on your podcast uh, uh, portals. And, uh, you know, let, let's uh, be sure to look in at Mavs.com for all the information. There's lots of stuff on there previewing this series already. And there's going to be more to come. We'll keep you updated with all the pertinent information, news, and – even some nerdy facts, courtesy of Bobby. Uh, That's right. So, uh, on behalf of uh, Bobby Corolla and 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 uh, Dwayne Price, this is Eddie Sepko. Thank you all for uh, listening to us. And Bobby, where can they find this? Uh, anywhere you find your podcast, you can find it on iTunes. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on Stitcher. You can find it on Art uh, Nineteen, which is our hosting platform. You can find it anywhere. Okay, of course, they would have had to have listened to this whole thing to, to get to that information. So That's true, uh, but if they're already listening to it, they don't need to know where to find it. How about right. that? Yeah, I, I, I didn't think that through very well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this has been the Senior Old Boys. We'll, uh, we'll check you guys next week.